So Heather, would you please come on the show and introduce our special guest? Thank you, Tanya. We are so pleased that Grant Abbott, town councillor for Musgrave Harbour, Newfoundland, is joining us today. In November of 2021, Mr. Abbott was elected with over 49% of eligible votes. A month later, stated that the councillors must, re must receive all required doses of the COVID-19 injection by January 1st, 2022. After researching the injection and discovering it was experimental with the potential to cause severe adverse effects, including death, Mr. Abbott declined the injections. As a result of making this informed decision, the mayor and the other town council members arbitrarily and illegally decreed that Mr. Abbott could no longer attend public town meetings in person and forced him to attend online. Subsequently, he was accused by the mayor and other councillors of not participating in the meetings and a constructive dismissal was construed against him to vacate his seat for failure of attendance. The backlash Mr. Abbott has experienced as a result of his decision to not comply to the experimental injections has turned ugly in so many ways, culminating in a bullet being shot through his front room window while he and his family were sleeping. Here to provide more details about his stories is Councillor Grant Abbott. Grant, welcome to the Empower Hour. Thanks for having me. There he is. Hi, Grant. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Heather. That was uh, a great intro to our guest. And so, Grant, I'm going to hand the floor over to you. I just do want to make a note. We, we are live on Facebook as well. If anybody at any point wants to uh, be part of our Q&A after Grant's uh, presentation of what he has to say, then please make sure you click on the link and join us as well in Zoom. And welcome to everybody. And we're glad that you're here. So, Grant, Thank you so much. I think that it takes a lot of courage to to stand up against the the forces that you have had to contend with. And so it's nice to be able to give you a voice. It's nice to be able to shine light on the little town of Musgrave. If anybody, by the way, from the town of Musgrave City Council is on tonight, I'm going to welcome you to come on later uh, during the Q&A. We'll even spotlight, spotlight you if you like to uh, come in and have a word because we really want to have good dialogue. We want to talk about what's happening in cities and towns across this nation and why uh, people would uh, put aside all types of human decency in order to carry on this objective to shut communities down and cause people so much harm. So if you are on the, on, on the show tonight, if you're watching, then please stick around and join us for the Q&A. I know both Grant and I would be welcome, welcoming that. So Grant, I'm going to give the floor over to you now. I know that you've prepared something, and so thank you. Thank you very much. Um, appreciate you having me on. Like I said, um, I've created something to read because I do have a disability uh, and I find it's easier to read when I'm trying to get a point across and then go uh, loose from my head once uh, questions come at the end. But uh, here we go. So basically, my story is quite complicated and convoluted. Basically, the story of my life. I'm reading this because I have aphasia, which presents as a stuttering or word avoidance. And that gives me issues with nouns and verbs and social situations. Most everything I utter comes from, from this compensation, um, comes from conversation from this problem, which resides 
in the singing part of my brain as opposed to the speaking part of my brain. Uh, this is essentially a song that I'm giving you right here. Now, if agitated or anxious or intentionally accosted by unreasonable people, I begin to stutter and I have trouble pulling together words out, out of my head. This often leads to me utilizing phrases from memory, sometimes even using mimicry, which um, causes issues at times, uh, such as quotes, songs, literature, or concepts that I thought about in excess because of my interest in psychology or arts and, and sociology and my tendency to overthink things. This gives me what I consider to be a superpower because I think of all the various states of mind that people could be in and also the motives and excuses in general of why people do the things that they do. Um, this also gives me answers in advance of being asked questions. And this bothers people sometimes because I seem to have all the answers a little too quickly, but that tends to be uh, people who get to really know me, who tend to feel that way. Then if they're intuitive and compassionate, they realize my solid character and ethics. People who don't know me see me as unconfident, stammering, doubtful, an easy target, or someone that doesn't know what they're talking about due to the lack of words that I can pull out of my head uh, without preparation. You'll see the difference when we chat in a moment compared to this presentation in terms of how I talk. In contrast, because of my learned abilities in singing, customer service, sales, and the need to socialize and be functional in this world, especially the singing part, I come across sometimes as a little curt or a little sharp, as I call it, as opposed to blunt. People wrongly guess that because I sing that I'm cocky, but I'm a very humble person. The reason I rub people the wrong way tends to be that my answers ring true. And not everyone wants to hear the truth. It takes up too much time. For instance, I was told at a council meeting that my inquiries and ideas were keeping them from watching the hockey game on TV that evening. So we had to make it quick and, and light as opposed to taking a look at what I had to say. When I follow up with my stated response and administrative prowess about what I'm trying to accomplish, I've learned uh, in customer service and my sales jobs as well as technology and support that people tend to be surprised that I'm executing my response with such precision. So when people call my bluff, there's a precise response, uh, expected and anticipated. I, I have no interest, at, sorry, so it's surprising that people are surprised of the, of the response that I'm having. I had no interest in being a town councilor of municipality when I first came back here to Newfoundland. I came to Newfoundland with my family, including my wife, my daughter, twin boys, and Abulita, my wife's mother, and all of our belongings, even Abulita's. Abulita later fled Newfoundland with only a suitcase after a Facebook threat to use my hands like in the old days resulted in a visit to my home by someone I later got a peace bond against uh, for fear of my family's safety. My intention coming home to my community was to be involved, bring people together with productive ideas and enjoy the amenities of the seven kilometers plus or more sandy beaches, the backwood trails, ATV trails, and the other idyllic features in Newfoundland, the ocean and such with my family. We're escaping Toronto to get away from the pandemic BS after recovering for two years with twins premature, only weighing 780 grams when they were both born and one being nine months in the NCIU uh, for one of the boys on tubes and ventilators uh, for those nine months. For almost three years, my boy learned to crawl while dragging an oxygen tube behind him and attached to his cheeks with tape. All the while, I was keeping my mind busy designing a $500,000 altruistic food sustainability, food sustainability indoor grow house designed to grow food to feed 20 to 40,000 people. Newfoundland Labrador has a food sustainability issues. And now the world does as well. And in the winter, the ice stops the ferry from crossing the Newfoundland. And it's a far distance from California or even Ontario farms to bring poor quality food and high prices here. The idea was to give all intellectual property away, open up source and allow other people to copy my 
uh, success and build upon this and with collaboration among like-minded people, scaling it for uh, cookie cutter design so everyone can use it. I reverse engineered the to design this idea with providers and contractors to bring the idea into fruition, consulting with Agriculture Newfoundland, Agriculture Canada to develop them into a business plan. We would be able to utilize uh, this idea in areas that are unsuitable for growing outside or in the ground at all, or that were remote for short growing seasons, such as Newfoundland Labrador, or even smack dab in, in the middle of a big city retail, retail or, or commercial space with a farmer's market built on the side. I had also been designing a community farm costing $50,000, 100% provided by charity that needed a particular type of business or organization called a Donnie to process the money in order to do this. So I started organizations um, that were able to process this money and found out that only the town qualified. We're bringing the ideas to the town before I was a counselor. I was told that they were not interested and they were not willing to communicate with me on the subject or develop the idea on how to bring it into fruition. The idea was not even put in front of the community development board and uh, not discussed at all with me after I submitted it. My, dissatis my dissatisfaction of not having my business proposal considered and me offered information to help put the firm in my town brought stresses to some individuals at the town hall. I was professional while persistent, uh, utilizing my training as customer service and sales to, to provide information and lead the way for, for a productive reply. My interest in this community garden, as well as interest in, in, in saving and securing an abandoned graveyard from development in which people are, have been accustomed to burning bonfires on top for the past 30 years, somehow got morphed into I wanting to put a community garden on top of the graveyard. This was more gossip than I that, that could be better handled if communication and transparency were utilized. My true intention is to secure the area so it does not get developed over the course of the next 50 years, prevent the bodies, I'm sorry, prevent the, um, the, the people, I, sh I should say, from being dug up and unintentionally, sorry, and then intentionally develop the area as a tourism location, utilize a swimming area, access, make access road to the beach and put a parking lot down there. I also had interest in tourism and development for our park and our beach and hiking trails and ATV trails. And I decided to put all my concerns and deliberations onto a Facebook page. I was challenged and berated with that. Uh, if I had all these ideas, I should run for counselor instead of talking from the outside. So I decided to take the point on, on the challenge. I set my campaign letter to all the houses in the community with all these ideas, plus 50 more other progressive development oriented ideas. And this resulted in having one of, one of my $350 lighthouse features stolen from my front yard and my children wondered where it went. And I had to basically dismiss it. I don't know where it went uh, because what, what are you gonna say to the kids? These were intimidation tactics. Uh, because I refused to back down while pursuing my interest in community development, helping people feed themselves and increasing tourism and businesses for the town. I was told at this time that I should get a hobby. So I decided to sing karaoke songs with video and put it up on YouTube as well as Facebook. I've got about 50 songs uploaded. In September, I was elected by 49% of the voters. I was told by those at Municipal NL who organized the elections, as well as individuals from the politics, that it was one of the most best turnouts in a long time, or even possibly ever, compared to other turnouts elsewhere in Newfoundland. Um, and I think that me trying to stimulate the community had to help contribute into that, especially the turnout with the percentages. The reason why I was elected was I was demanding transparency, accountability, and municipal reform to allow people like myself to be able to interact and work successfully with the town. Through my interactions with the public on my Facebook town advocacy page, the community knew exactly what I was all about. It was a wonder when push comes to shove that one would be surprised at my reaction and persistence. 
Uh, my main goal is to create money engine in the town, show other towns how to process charitable donations, tap into grants and funds uh, that the that these charitable look people want to give. Like they're aching. They actually called me back when I never submitted my application, wondering where it was because they needed to give the money away. <laughs> uh, and they knew what I was actually out, I was going to submit to the charity, and they were interested in uh, funding it. Uh, Don E uh, basically is under classification on the Canada Revenue, which is a type of organization that can receive charitable donations and manage it. So now I had a mission. I want to inspire municipal reform and community involvement, as well as do enthusiastic and innovative things with tourism and development. I was later token given a permission to start that money engine that would require cooperation from the board, um, including a treasurer and chairman, but that decision would assume that I was still a counselor. The intention was always to get rid of me. And at that time, um, sorry, at that time, because there was impeding, um, impending vaccination policy that was part of the conversation of that same meeting. Before I began that term, I approached the mayor with a letter outlining my communication disability. And again, it's not very obvious in this presentation because I'm singing you a song. And I asked for an, an accommodation. He told me to put it in my pocket and use it when I needed to. The human resources investigator later found that they did not uh, do what was necessary to accommodate my disability, but referred to the human rights investigation to report on that instead. I have two human, human rights cases having to do with vaccination policy and the other do with my disability. And they're actually accepted and they're waiting for, um, they were past mediation, we're moving into the investigation stage and have waiting for the town to respond to that. My elected term started November 1st and on December the 1st we were talking about vaccination policy and the fact that we were planning to bring it in on January the 1st with a three-month grace to allow us time to get the vaccines and the wait period between the vaccines. At that time I objected to the vaccination policy and said that I would be publicly objecting and insisting to sit in my seat while I was, while I was participating. I was told that I must adhere to the policy and they, they were not reaccommodating me and one of the two counselors who stepped down actually created the policy before they left. This policy did not exist before, and it was created solely to prevent me from participating. The policy actually said that a counselor could get an exception to call in over telephone or participate online only if working out of town, had a medical reason, which they specifically said does not include vaccination, without a note from the doctor. And in Newfoundland, you can't get a note for a doctor unless you actually take a shot, then have a bad reaction, then you can get your note. And that's the only way you can get a note or they had the inability to get a babysitter. They also created an exception for citizens so that the citizens can sit in public meetings view deliberations, but counselors, employees, contractors, volunteers, and students must be vaccinated in order to enter the building. I am a citizens elect. I'm not an employee. I'm not a contractor. I'm not a volunteer. In November and December, I participated in person. In January to May, things went online and they stopped broadcasting the high deliberations. For those three months, I was not permitted to press the talk button online. All the while, I noticed that citizens accidentally pressed the talk button as well as accidentally pressed the video button with at least two embarrassing situations. I would be very, I could have very well pressed the button if I wanted to, had I, uh, and I had uh, insisted that I would attend in person before the Vax Pass came into effect again. Um, and I could not go as per the Vax Pass mandate. So if it wasn't for the Vax Pass actually coming into effect in January, uh, they explicitly said that they were going to block me from entering the building and taking my seat. If not for the Vax Pass, I, if I were to come, I could be able to enter as a citizen, but not as a counselor. And I can sit 12 feet away from my elected seat and observe the counselors, but I could not sit in my elected seat. 
I decided that I did not want to cause a big fuss and I did want not, don't want to put myself at risk of, of, of physical uh, abuse of going to try to get into the building and also because of vax passes and stuff. So I participated for the next three months in January, February and March until April 1st came. All the while I was publicly and openly uh, resisting getting the vaccine on Facebook and such and being publicly ostracized by the community for making my decision and resisting following the lead of everyone about the vaccination and and uh, as well as the and as well as them rejecting the positive energy that I exude. They read my correspondence all three months and I attended via online for those three months faithfully. All meetings after April 1st were delayed, switch bait, and went ahead without me. At the end of April, once the lawyers got the papers filed, rather, I got my uh, notice to vacate my seat. In February, two counselors orchestrated a protest hosted by the Lions Club in full view outside of my house, across the street at the Lions Club, in which is also in the same vicinity as the town hall. They actually went out into the street um, and the police were actually around and they had to tell them not to be stopping cars. Um, and they actually had to uh, stop people from approaching my property. Individuals associated with protests and related to the resigned counselors attempted to approach my property and were told by the police to back off. The police had to park in my driveway in order for to keep these people off my property. Protesters were holding signs and telling people that I was terrorizing the community and that I should resign. The two counselors who orchestrated the protests were trying to get signatures for me to stand down and later decided to resign. I was able to acquire funds to ne funds necessary to file an appeal with the Supreme Court with the help from Action to Canada, Action for Canada. Uh, thank you very much. And now we need to go all the way with it in order for to call the bluff on the town that call the bluff that the town is putting on me for not having the money necessary to bring them to court. All along, I was sure to provide them careful and well-predicted variables with caring advice to avoid escalation to this point. All of this will be released to the public in due time. Legal advice was not sought. Things degraded before advice was received. And it appears that bad advice is still being offered because we're here. The idea here is that I do this, that the town knows I do not have 30 to $40,000 if the town were to see it to the end. Uh, I do have uh, uh, almost $3,000 now. Thank you very much for my um, gifts and go. If I can get assistance from like-minded supporters and people um, who would like to see justice after the corruption and collusion of a government who used a vaccination pass tool to remove someone who was elected uh, with a positive attitude and a philanthropist style personality who just has no money um, from being functional and utilizing their skills, their talents to help the uh, community grow I can return to my seat as a councillor and do exactly the great things that I intended to usher in with, with newly elected councillors. There's a lot more intricacies of what I've gone down in this situation. Uh, it, as I said, it's very quite convoluted and a, a bunch of collusion. It's hard to say at all. Uh, opens up a, a whole can of worms and we don't have enough time in order for to do it within an hour. I do feel there's some good, good people who are getting hurt by the decisions that they made to not follow their heart and not use logic and not use common sense with compassion to prevent this from happening. So that makes them responsible. They may be good people, but they would need to be able to see, uh, to, to see the wrong and be held accountable for it as they falsely held me accountable, harming my family and reputation. My daughter is, is bothered by this daily by her friends and to, to, by knowing her dad and who people are are, are putting into this position. Besides those um, people who are mistaken, there have been some nasty people doing nasty things that need to have justice hold, hold them accountable. And there are some nice people getting caught up in this as manipulation tends to do with the mob mentality. The idea from the beginning for me was to provide the documentation and get legal judgment and have them to be the mediator and decide before people were to pass judgment on me. People are offended 
by my reaction to abuse and are re-victimizing me because they are embarrassed by my response to the abuse. It's a vicious cycle. To all this, the town has read an apology online, demonizing me, which resulted in a second lighthouse being installed for my property, being dragged through the community by, behind an ATV. The projectile, thought to come from a short 22 caliber rat killing bullet with either a copper tip or a porcelain type tip was not shot at, sorry, was shot at my kitchen, kitchen window around 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, two trucks were uh, seen, um, one second, two trucks were seen recorded on my CCTV pacing back and forth before my window and while trying to get the nerve up to make the shot while burning rubber in intimidation, maybe intended to wake me up. I was later told it was a big commotion by those who actually heard themselves. Some Facebook detectives have called this a BB shot. The people then seem to know too much and not really care too much about what's going on. Their objection to the method of the shot does not give them exception to being knowledgeable to decipher if this is a low range 22 caliber or a BB. It does not really matter about the semantics about if someone's capable of pulling a trigger of any sort of gun at any house in anger, they're capable of using any weapon of choice in even greater anger if things escalate. My repetition, sorry, my reputation rather, my wife's reputation, my children's well-being, and their reputation and our ability to function as community has been taken away from us by people who I unintentionally irritate their demons and illuminate their insecurities. This is not intentional, but in part and parcel of my disability and the way that I process information, the way I look at the world. It's the neurodiversity of my disability that makes me who I am and exist in this world. I'm almost done. <laughs> my drive is, uh, is, is to apply ideas and goodwill, shine brightly, uh, and to help other people and that keeps me going every day. And it's given me the determination to not back down and to see things through to the end. I thank everyone out there who has donated and who is able to donate. And even if you're not able to donate your support and your forwarding of, of my messages and, and, and cause and talk about what's going on, please keep the conversation going so that this does not happen in any other communication, in other community in Canada, so we can put safeguards in place to facilitate citizens to better interact with their council as shareholders of their community, as opposed to customers or lowly peasants, because rather, rather than people who have a part to play in how their community future evolves, if they desire, and they darn well should desire to do that. It's even more important in a smaller community compared to a larger community because transparency is built into a larger community. The idea is to get the smaller community to employ ideas of corporate and business organizations, professionalize themselves and publicize themselves, promote themselves, uh, through better communication and disclosure of their of ideas and their ideas, their conversations and their decisions in perfect clarity, not just minutes that are paraphrased, then the community can be involved and give back if they so desire and uh, to become involved. That's basically my uh, statement. Uh, it's, it's quite a wind, but uh, th that's what I've come up with to make sure I'm able to effectively say what I need to say. <laughs> okay, well... Wow, Grant, that's all I've got to say. And it's just so amazing. If if I was in a crowd right now, if this was on a stage, I would stand up and I, I would give you a standing ovation. And Thank yeah, you. there we go. Thank you, Terenzio. That's right. We got the little clappy hands uh, because you, sir, are an incredible individual. You could have been like many others who tucked their, their tail between their legs and just decided to take the beaten and go home and, and move on. But you've decided to uh, confront the demons in your life 
And uh, not only that, but you're working to hold them to account. And I commend you for that. Um, I want, you know, our viewers to know, like this, this show, it's not just about tonight and who's joined us tonight. This video we are going to post and hopefully it'll go far and wide and more people will hear about Grant's story. But I really want to shine a light on this little sleepy town in uh, Musgrave Harbor in Newfoundland. Because you know what? Bullies... Bullies, what they love to do is they they like to single people out. And like Grant said, there's a mob mentality, and that's where their best work is done. But but what happens? What happens when when you know Grant gains the support of the majority of people in this country? You know, did, did, will things change? And I'll tell you, they already are. Because yesterday, after um, Action for Canada sent the weekly email action out bringing attention to this situation on Sunday night. So it arrived in people's inbox on Monday. And by yesterday, we were receiving two or three emails from individuals trying to discredit Grant and uh, trying to give a completely different scenario of what had happened. And I right away contacted Grant and I says, you know, do you happen to know this individual or do you happen to know this individual? And these people are tied to the town council. And that's why I said early on in the show, if they're on here tonight and they'd like to come and have a decent conversation uh, with this gentleman, I'd be more than happy to to bring them into the show. Um, or what's or yeah, or what's happening is that they want to discredit you to cover up the wrongs that they've committed. This is horrible, Grant. You know, uh, several weeks ago, we had Barry Newfeld on the show, who has had his reputation run through the mud through uh, from Glenn Hansman, who's, uh, you know, used to be head of a union. They've got all the big bucks. They've got trans lobby group behind them. I mean, these are nasty people. And, you know, from the month I had come to know you leading up to this show tonight and preparing, you know, the, the statement that you created so that you would, you know, have your facts accurate, creating a give, send, go, having communication with your lawyer. Uh, you know, there's just no doubt in my mind that, uh, you know, the facts are as you have laid them out. And I think it's really important that the best way to overturn these type of evils is to call people out on that so that people, uh, you know, as a community can, can see what's going on and how comfortable are they now with their actions. Under the cover of night, you know, they came and, and put that shot through my window. Um, you know, a week later, I put a video up highlighting what exactly happened. It, uh, the reaction to that, people seeing that and then people calling me out i'm making the video is uh is mind-blowing you know if, if you don't want to have have a responsibility for your actions don't do the actions simple as that and the people who are who are mad at me for promoting this atrocity um should not be mad at me they should be mad at the people who did the thing <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what, what does it what does it make what does it what does a person have to do in order to deserve uh, a shot through their front window Right. And, and I mean, to uh, create the kind of animosity within the town that they had. And, and I know one of the reactions was it wasn't done outside of Grant's home. You know, that's misinformation. But I know that you had previously told me that it was at the Lions Club who had uh, supported this right across the street. You'd had to have called the police. So, I mean, it just as well may have been mm -hmm. in your front yard. And, and, and so these intricate... 
right? People actually came to my yard. The police had to send them away. That, that's on a police yeah. report. Now, when I looked at a Facebook post that uh, you had posted when all of this was taking place seven months ago regarding, you know, the bullet shot through your window, I went into the comments section immediately and all I saw there was love and support for you you know, saying that this had gone too far and, you know, that they were sorry for your family and the situation and uh, what a threat it was. And I got that from the community as well. You know, um, in the beginning when things were fresh and this uh, this wasn't as serious, I did get supporters for my causes, but they were immediately bullied and told to not support me. And they told me, I can't, I can't support you publicly anymore because, uh, yeah. you know, I'm getting bullied because of this. So when this turned really, really mean, uh, there was a period of time when people stopped contacting me. And then mm -hmm. when this happened again, people contacted me again. And they're like, you know, this is just ridiculous. But I can't, I didn't understand that someone had the capability in this town to do that and think that it's fine. Mm -hmm. And people know exactly who these people are. I don't, I'm not mm -hmm. like perfectly perfect. I can identify a vehicle perfectly. And I don't, I don't you know, have the knowledge that depth, that deep depth, the, that depth knowledge, but People who've seen those vehicles, those two trucks in that video, they know exactly yeah. who they are. They hang out with each other. They, they, yeah. Those two cars are associated with each other. So whoever seen them, they know who they are. And, and right. they, um, they should call them out on their, on their actions. There's no excuse for it. No. And, you know, the fact that the police, the RCMP were involved and supposed to be investigating, I know there's numerous, numerous reports on the Empower Hour page we created for you. You had a lot of extra documents regarding the court uh, statements, news reports, videos. And so if anybody wanted to look into more about Grant in this situation, it's a link that was at the bottom of that page, uh, you know, because some people don't want to just leave it here. They say, you know what, um, I happen to be a town council. I remember a mayor in Ontario a year reaching out to me and saying, could I, you know, have some assistance from, we had a chapter. And, and again, this is why I can't tell you enough how incredible it is that Action for Canada is putting chapters in communities because Grant would have never been going through this on his own had we had an Action for Canada chapter in his community. That mayor and city council would have been served the notices of liability. There would have been protests outside the town council. And this is what we got to do, my friends. And nobody, I'm sorry, I understand it. But, you know, Grant, you were saying that people would come to you and say, oh, Grant, you know, I'm getting bullied too now. So sorry, buddy. Good to see you on the front line, but I'm going to pull back now. Yeah. No, we can't do this to each other. We all have to be brave and courageous and stand on the front line together because that is how we're going to tear down this tyranny. That is how we're going to get the mayor or the mayor, co-mayor and two councillors that were involved in this removed. They should be forced to step down. This is unethical they've done. This is, talk about a hate campaign, right? To me, this is a criminal criminal offense. Yeah, they, they made the decisions. It was a conscious decision. Um, in you know January, they enacted it. Uh, February, Newfoundland said, hey, in April, we're not going to have the Vax Pass anymore. They knew it. In February, mm -hmm. they, uh, the, the, the mayor had a quote in the CBC. It said, uh, we, uh, all this would be behind us if Grant would just comply. And that was in reference to the vaccination policy right. pass. So there was no, and even in the vaccination pass, uh, sorry, policy, it says um, in the future, we may renew or change this policy as the case may be. So they had the opportunity to look at that situation and say, hey, you know what? In April, this is all going away. We don't actually have to do this anymore. You know what? We're actually doing this mean to grant. We should probably stop this and, and fix it. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't make sense anymore. But it, it was actually 
you know, we should probably do something, uh, you know, to, to push us a little <laughs> further and discredit Grange a little bit. You know, yeah. I mean, they may be good people, but they made bad decisions. I and don't think they're good people right now, Grant. I'm going to just say, I'm going to come right yeah. out and say, there are good people who might have been deceived by all of this. And then there are individuals who have been full on. And even when, you know, it comes to a point where they say, you know what, maybe we got this wrong. It is a whole lot of pride that is keeping uh, people from humbling themselves. And this is something at Action for Canada we've been talking about for a while because in Second Chronicles in the Bible, it talks about pride. And, and what God says is when a nation has fallen as far as ours has, it's because we've allowed a lot of wickedness in. And so there is the scripture says that if people will come before God and if they will humble themselves and confess their sins, then he will heal our land. And I don't know why people have such a hard time saying, I screwed up. You know what? I might have been on the front line of attacking you, and I was so wrong. Please forgive me. Will those of you who were wrong, please somewhere in your vocabulary, find out how to say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And I'm telling you, it can restore a relationship so quickly and set things right one of the comments I made when I was creating the weekly action and uh, mentioning that you were coming on the show, and I said, there's been this unspoken hazard of COVID-19, such as mass formation. I says, this is the true virus that has infected Canadian society, creating this mob mentality and influencing citizens to embrace radically conflicting and irrational points of view resulting in unprecedented division and inhumane treatment. Mm -hmm. And when I take a look, I, I mean, I'm dealing with, uh, well, your case is extreme grant, honestly, to get, to get a bullet shot, whether it's a BB or whatever, if any, if your kids were standing in front of that window and it nailed them right between the eyes, you and I would be having a totally different conversation right now. This was a criminal offense. And you know what, whether to argue over what tip was on the end of that, my goodness, tragedy was averted that night. And it makes me sick to my stomach. But all across the country, we are hearing from people in your situation that have been discriminated against over an experimental injection, over, uh, over government tyranny, and they can't slow down long enough to look at the facts and the information we're providing them so they can get uh, um, educated, back the bus up and say, holy smokes, we can't participate in this. Mm -hmm. and, and one other thing, you know, I... Pardon me? Them. Their own personal yeah. ethics should stop them. They've been taught this all their life. What, what, what changed? You know? Right? It's this great deception and it's time. Come on, people. Give your head a shake and wake up. And, you know, something that I was impressed about as well is I have one question uh, that I don't want to forget to ask about your mother-in-law, but you had moved your family from Toronto back to, for yourself anyways, back to uh, Newfoundland for a better life, for a, for a simpler life. And, right. you know, then you're also very interested in helping people. We know that, you know, food was going to become an issue, but you were even ahead of the game for reasons of in Newfoundland when, you know, the waters freeze and it's hard to get product, you know, into, into your area. How can we be more self-sustaining? But they didn't want you to be self-sustaining. They didn't want to entertain, especially the fact that you had donated money that would have helped fund this. 
And it would have been from, it, from charity, $50,000, um, 100% yeah. from charity. Yeah. And, and this is, this is just shocking. So you had made a statement that your, uh, mother-in-law ended up leaving and it was because of, uh, threats about somebody coming to your, your home and saying they would use their hands. And I, I'd imagine that they would use their hands to cause physical damage, right? To you and your family. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so what, where did your mother-in-law go? What happened with her? Oh, well, she was living with us in Ontario in our apartment and she decided to come to Newfoundland because she you know, thought it'd be fun to have an adventure and, and, and you know, uh, come here. Um, and when she got here, you know, she, she enjoyed it. It was a little bit isolating, but, um, you know, it, it was fun. Um, but then when I've got a Facebook threat saying that the person would use their hands on me like they would in the old days, which uh, the, the judge later um, said that was an actual threat. It, it was not a veiled threat. It was an actual threat and decided to give some, I give a peace bond against that person. Uh, you know, my uh, the, the grandma actually decided to give up and leave based on that event. It was too much for her. Right. You know, having having yeah. someone yelling at us, um, screaming at us and trying to accost me, um, you know, was uh, especially with the threat and knowing about the threat was as far as she can go. And basically she took everything she owned everything of value to her. She put it into our, our moving van, into our van and took it to Newfoundland. And she had to leave everything except for what she had in, in, a, in a suitcase to go back to Ontario to mm -hmm. live with mm -hmm. uh, you know, her, her, her other daughter. So it's uh, quite, um, quite ridiculous because I, I can't imagine deciding to take all my stuff somewhere and deciding to run away and leave because, you know, and leave all my stuff behind because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing to think how many lives have been affected uh, by this COVID-19 fraud? And it is. It's a complete and utter fraud. As I said at the onset, there was simple treatments for this coronavirus, for this re respiratory infection, uh, highly successful. And that instead, they'd rather put people on ventilators and remdesivir and just outright kill them. We know that's been going on in the hospitals. Now we get a town council, city councils across the country who you would think the council members were intelligent, well-educated people. And instead, they can't even hit the pause button long enough to listen to Grant, hear his position, think about his concerns, read up on the information that was already well available by January of 2022, and all of this about being uh, forced right? Not just mandated. The government can use a, the light term mandate, but they are forcing this injection on people. And now some people have had the fourth booster and there's been no problem with them. I don't know. That's a mystery to me, but there are others. I just talked to a gentleman, a neighbor the other day, his brother died in the arms of the nurse. His sister lost the feeling of her legs and his other sister has myocarditis. Coincidence? I think not. And everywhere I go, I'm hearing stories, you know, of, of people who have three to five examples they can give me of either people dying or causing them harm. And, and so justice will come. I hope and pray that the mayor and city council are, are, their eyes are going to be opened up, that they're going to be enlightened by this, that hopefully maybe a few of them will do their research at this time. I'd love to get them served with a notice of liability so uh, they can actually delve into this, that they can understand people had a right 
uh, not to take the experimental injection and that their concerns were highly justified. They were highly justified. And um, anyways, you're, you're a hero in my mind. And so if anybody has a question specific to Grant and his situation, uh, there's the Q&A down at the bottom. You can ask a question or you could raise your hand and ask Grant directly. Uh, first to start, Terenzio, do we have any hands raised? Not at this point right now, but uh, okay. since I'm on the mic now, I just wanted to remind everyone, if you go down to the bottom of Zoom and then just um, click raise hand virtually, and then we will put you in the queue. Uh, Tanya, I will let you know as soon as we have people up. Okay. So if you have a hand. So Christina, I know Christina, she's lovely. Um, is there anything we can do besides financial support and prayer grant for you? Uh, sharing it is a big thing. Uh, yes. Sharing the concepts farm wide because you know if I'm doing it myself, uh, people, I can get blocked because <laughs> I'm spamming too much. But when there's the, the the push of of everybody else, it keeps uh, it keeps going farm wide. So that that would be awesome. All right, that's a wonderful question, Christina. I love it. Let's let's please donate, donate, donate. You know, I see some of the most ridiculous people getting uh, donations, raising. Uh, GoFundMe accounts and getting $100,000 like, you know, in, in a week. And it's like, this is a really critical issue. It's really important that Grant is able to see this legal action through. And he's got good lawyers working for him. Can we please all make sure tomorrow the Empower Hour will be posted on our website under the Empower Hour page. Please somebody remind me to bring that page up at the end of this so that you can all know where uh, to go and get this uh, video. And then I'm at asking you to share it. And then to take the give, send, go, which Sheila is repeatedly putting in the chat. But for those of you who end up viewing this video afterwards, we're going to have the give, send, go link in the description area. All right. Along with other information that will bring you to the page that I've been speaking about today, giving more information about Grant and his situation. Okay. So Sharon, Sharon had made a comment as well. I love your story and I pray for you. I appreciate you sharing and I admire you for standing up. So that's another comment. And I'm just so happy. Uh, thank you for making the comment as well. I'm going to let you guys know a little secret. I was talking to Grant uh, before coming on the show. And uh, because of the, the stutter that he has or because of him feeling like he had to justify his situation, it's almost like he felt, I think, like he was coming to court today and having to give his case. And I says, you know what, Grant? The thing with Action for Canada is you're amongst friends. You're amongst people that actually understand the uh, situation that you've been living in and how unjust it was. This is a place of support. And uh, so I'm just grateful for those comments today. Even please fill up the chat in support of Grant. All right. Christina has a question again. I'm good to make phone calls and to talk to those head people like the mayor of that town. Uh, would that be proper to do it in this situation? Uh, I would say it, yes. It's, it's, it's one of those things, you know what I mean? It's, um, I, 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 I'm, I'm the type of person that don't want to cause trouble, but trouble needs to be, trouble finds trouble. Uh, so it, it's, it's, yeah, it, it and hurt. I don't, 
Yeah, and I don't, I don't see this as causing trouble. We're, we're trying to hold people accountable. And I've known there was an MP that was local and, uh, he happened to be double jabbed. He was a conservative MP and he happened to be at a speaking engagement. He spoke before me, poor guy, because, <laughs> because I came on after him and I set him straight on a few things. But, uh, you know what? Sometimes love is tough and, uh, speaking the hard truths and calling people up and, uh, you know, to a higher level of understanding is critical. And really by our Action for Canada, people engaging him, having meetings with him in his office, providing him the resources in love, we actually educated him and we got through. And because of it, he changed his tune. He actually run as a, tried to run as leader of the Conservative Party, uh, but he wasn't quite well known enough. And they had already, those corrupt individuals had already picked Pierre Pulliver, the, the little globalist. But anyways, that's a side topic. Don't get me going there. But anyways, I'm just saying that there's a lot of elected officials who m- might have had the right intention, thinking like everybody else that was going along with this, I'm doing this, you know, as, as a good person. Maybe they wanted to be virtuous. I don't know without doing their homework, and but I think once there's a, there's presented a to, that to a certain to, 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 right? of these people, I I, I want to give them a little bit of uh, you know a yeah. positive spin. You know, th- th- this has turned bad unnecessarily. There are good people, yeah. involved, like I said in my intro, but there's there's been some bad things done, and they right. need to take responsibility for their part in that. For um, you know whether it's reading the apology themselves or agreeing to the apology that that embarrassed me and told everyone who who they thought I was before the human resources uh, investigation was even over. And like I said, the investigation actually said that if ever there's such thing as um, occupational health and safety for a counselor, that I would not be the person doing the harassment. It would actually be them doing the harassment, but because Mm -hmm. occupational health and safety doesn't apply, there's no harassment in this situation. Wow. Because so, you know, it's very, very hairy. He, he actually came in thinking that it was exactly as was said. I was responsible. And he actually said, mm-hmm. and I guess I can probably get the video if, if necessary, if I have to through court proceedings. Uh, he actually said, um, you know, I was convinced that you were responsible for this. And when I sat down and talked to everybody and figured it out, it was like all of my years of experience went against me. And I actually came to the conclusion that you were not responsible for this. This was a really bad situation Yay. that you were put in, you know, but yeah. he said, to, he also said, I can see how your type of personality could rub people the wrong way as well. And I, I will <laughs> give that uh, a, a call too, because it's, it's reality. Right. But that's where the disability yeah. thing comes in and understandings. I talk yeah. a lot. Well, which, I've been which, which has yeah. some trouble. But you know what, Grant, you're very self-aware. I'm endeared to you. I've gotten to know you over the last couple of months. And, you know, even your grace in saying, after all you've been through with this mayor and council, and you say at heart, there are good people uh, there, that bodes well. So I, I am going to replace, I did have the mayor and town councils on the page yesterday. I accidentally, well, purposely and accidentally, I went to put it back on, but I, I couldn't grab it. And I have their email information. And so I think it would be good for people to reach out to them and just say, look, you know, we've become aware of this story and you need to back off for starters. They need to apologize. They need to reinstate you. And you know what? I think a couple of them need to consider stepping down themselves. They need to do the right thing and remove themselves unless they're going to really take a 180 on this and uh, completely make it right. Now, uh, Trendu, you've let me know there's two hands up. Yes, we do. Uh, okay. First one is from uh, Melody. 
Melody, you should see a little message pop up on your screen to unmute. Yeah, uh, what I was going to ask is what is the name of the mayor and the town councils that were involved in this so that somebody can communicate with them and especially someone that perhaps even has had the uh, vaccination of sorts and suffered from them because that would give them the situation a little bit more clout as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. So what we're going to do, Melody, um, I don't know, Jenny, I see you're on the call too. If you can help me restore that uh, page, if maybe you could give me a thumbs up, if you could even do that now. And then uh, Sheila, if you will please put the link in the chat. This link will be in the description in the video as well so that you can access it. And we will have the mayor and the two town councils. Two had been reelected in March after the other two stepped down. And so we're not involving them in this because they weren't part of the um, vicious attack against Grant. But the other two councillors, the mayor, and I think it's a co-mayor. Is it a mayor and co-mayor? Is that right? Deputy mayor, you recall. Yeah. Deputy mayor. Thank you. They, they both need to hear a word from the public. Um, it, you got to imagine what they're thinking right now. Little small town doing this little bullying, festering up the town. And now all of a sudden there's this like big light shining upon this little town. And, and you know, the atrocities that are going on there are being exposed. And that's a good thing. And you know what? I hope they'll do the right thing and set this straight and be a model for other towns and cities that have also done this to their employers. They see what's going on in New York City. We're providing the links. We're showing them that they're reinstating. They've said this is a violation of a person's rights. It's horrendous treatment of of other human beings, and it needs to be set straight. You need to uh, reinstate this this, uh, individual to his full capacity. He works for the people. He was elected at 49%. That means that the people in the town of Musgrave Harbor wanted Grant to represent them. And you have no legal authority or right to remove him. He hasn't done anything illegal. Not taking a jab was the most wisest, best decision he could have ever done for himself and his family. And you could have learned a thing or two from him. Because now all of you, if you got the real jab and not a watered-down version or the placebo, all of you are going to have some real troubling years ahead of you, according to the statistics. And we don't wish any ill will on you, but at some point you're going to need to humble yourself and better now than later. Please do the right thing. All right. Thank you, uh, Melody, for that uh, question. We love it if people will actually take the time. And you know what? Don't lower yourself in your communication with them, please. Act with integrity when you communicate with them, please. We want the best possible result in this. We don't want to behave like they do. All right. That's below us. (laughs) Okay. Terenzio, the next question. Next question is from Roxanne. Hi, Grant. Um, I, I wanted to commend you. I admire your integrity, your tenacity, uh, standing up in the face of such utter ignorance and bullying. Um, and so thank you so much for coming on today. Um, early on in this whole ordeal, it's a very kind word, I called this gunpoint medicine. I used that term early on, and it literally is. No one has the right to assault your body. And these people on council need to think 
do they own your body? Are you property of the state? You're not property of the state. Nobody is. It's assault. If I came along and, and uh, attempted to punch you, that would be considered assault. This can potentially literally blight out your life. And if, if these people realize, and I will be writing, and I encourage others too, civil but firm, always professional mm -hmm. but firm, that there are almost 1,300 serious side effects and most are long term that's the scary part that yeah. most of them are long term and they'll never realize that it was the shot that caused their cancer their autoimmune disease their neurological disease they they're shooting the messenger instead of getting angry at those who uh were embedded in the censorship they should be getting angry at cbc ctv global all the talking heads that's who they should be angry at those who and and those who indoctrinated them so um, I just wanted to yeah, encourage yeah. people, yes, it's always, you must do the right thing. When people do wrong, they need to be called out civilly, but firmly. And I just want to ask you, you did allude to your daughter. I don't know how old she is, but okay. can you maybe elaborate a little bit on how this has impacted your children and anything that's been done to really help them through this? Thank you, Grant. You're welcome. Uh, we've, we've pulled my daughter out of school um, when the masking mm -hmm. came in. She found it uncomfortable, difficult to breathe. You know, we get on skidoo and travel across uh, the, 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 mar the marsh, we'll call it the, the, the bog, for hours. And we'd like to take breaks and get out of the, out of the helmets and out of the, uh, out of the stuff over your face because it's uh, confining. I can't see how our community doesn't realize that putting a mask on a child for four hours, uh, even with breaks, is, uh, is, is a good thing. So we decided to take her out and we're, we're um, you know, teaching her at home, my wife is. Uh, but the negative aspect is that, you know, she's the strange one. She's the outside one. She's the new child coming from a different province to begin with. And she's also of a different, um, a different, uh, we'll say, uh, 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 my wife is from uh, El Salvador. So, you know, she, she's, of, of, uh, uh, she's, I can't even find the proper word to explain what she is, but she's different. Um, you know, so that becomes uh, a problem at times. Uh, a little aspect of racism, we'll say, to a sm small degree. I'm not sure, how, I don't hang out with her, so I don't know to what degree it is, but she complains about it. And then there's angles of, um, you know, being targeted about your dad's accounts or your dad's been taken care of, your dad's been doing this, I did this to your dad, your dad's, you know, um, yeah. you know, and, and all the stories that come along with what children shouldn't be hearing from their parents, yeah. that this should be said among parent to parents, if, if anything, or not at all, if you don't know anything about it firsthand, but, you know, they're actually telling my daughter stories about what happened and what I've done and what that's what that's supposed to have done and, and, right. and why i'm difficult and you know she's she's being ostracized too to a certain degree mm -hmm. and i can't even put my finger on identifying what that is because it's it, it's you can't measure it really you know mm -hmm. um just having your father my children even my uh four-year-old uh, boys have trouble you know my one of my boys is very vocal hi 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 and like actually tries to talk to some adults and gets ignored by those adults out in the public mm. because you know I'm I'm the dad that causes trouble, so I'm going to cause you trouble too, and I don't want to embrace you as a child, so uh, I'll ignore you too. But that child is suffering now from the relationship that other people created mm -hmm. out of falsities, out of gossip, out of being you know unauthentic. 
I've always said if you know if this council had everything broadcast and archived that the community can know exactly what's going on at all times and there'd be no gossip. And a lot of the stuff that's been happening to me wouldn't be even be existed because they can right. know exactly what's said and look it up themselves and they go, oh, no, that's not what was said. This was said. What are you talking about? And, mm-hmm. and as opposed to, well, we said this and we said that and that's what was said. So you tell the next person why I just said, you know, right. and, broke you know and it's. Yeah, you know, it's incredible. And thank you for the individual that just asked about your daughter. One of the things I'd say is if anybody questions your integrity, I think anything that could possibly be put to question is is set straight tonight. You are a, such an uncompromising man of integrity. The 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 father that you are, the the uh you know, defender of your home, your children may be ostracized by some in the community grant but you're giving them a better gift you're you're giving them you're modeling for them what manhood is i've been calling out for years for men to be courageous for men to stand on the front line you are the model of the men in this nation that we're calling out to not the one that says grant pat on the back good for you buddy and you know goes hides behind the tree it's the individual that's going to stand here with you on the front line it will the people of musgrave harbor this is a challenge to all of you will you come out and support this man Will you go to the town council and do what is necessary to to demand these individuals for ethical and moral reasons step down from their position? And when we had, um, just as, as a note of interest of what we can do when we as people come together. So we had Garrett on the show last week and his son is the one at the age of 15 uh you know the schools were not listening to the female students who were being sexually preyed upon by a boy that was labeling himself as gay but going in the girls washrooms and peeking between the stalls and making them feel very uncomfortable the vice principal had been approached at least seven times nobody was doing anything to protect the girls they said oh you know he's allowed in there no he's not there's a gender neutral bathroom so this boy took it upon himself and ended up trying to reason with him in the schoolyard and it led to frustration building because it wasn't going right and so he punched this kid in the face and several weeks later the rcmp show up at the school to arrest him for uh causing bodily assault and uh, a hate crime now what's resulted since we aired the empower hour is our chapter leader from that community had advised us that parents, once they heard what was going on, were coming together and they were going to the school to start holding them to account and start protecting the children in our schools, get this radical ideology out of our schools. And even I would put a complaint in to have the principal and the vice principals removed. Enough of this, right? This is what our job is as a community. It is to come uh, behind and support the warriors who are on the front line. And let's take this to a home run and get this situation and resolved. And then what happens in Musgrave Harbor will happen in other cities and towns across Canada. Because the word is going to get out. We are not going to sit back and, and allow bullies to take over our town councils. They work for us. Right. And if they're not working, then they need to be fired. They need to be removed. And and we need to apply ourselves. We need to be the louder, louder voice. As my uncle had always said, you need to be the squeaky wheel. Right. Because that's the one that gets the attention. 
Awesome. Okay. Um, all right. We're gonna we're gonna just motor through a couple more questions. So okay. So somebody's asked about the name of the town councillor again and and the mayor. So we're gonna make sure that we get that to you. Somebody by the name of Ken Billings has said thanks for your story, Grant, and uh, support your challenge. Can you give a comment on one of your greenhouse project ideas? He says I'm interested. He says he's the editor for De- uh, DigiLeak. And so maybe, Ken, what we should do as well is um, if you provide your email address, we can also connect you with Grant so that you guys can get connected personally outside of this and separate from the show, if that's good. That'd be cool. Oh, yeah, Sheila well, just uh, said she has Ken's email. Okay, go for it. Awesome. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a short version. So basically, uh, there's two different projects. One is the is is a is a community garden, which is a fenced in area for everybody to grow things in the community, and it's got everything there for them to do and and share and be able to bring it home and even have a, a farmer's market on the fifty thousand dollar plot because of the way that I built it, because there's so much food that's going to be surplus and you're able again, trade. Uh, but for the $500,000 grow house, I call it, it's basically a um, metal building. And I've I've shared, my idea is shareable. It's available for open source. And we'll give it to you. Once you contact me, you can take a look at all the details. Um, Basically it's, it's got lights and such, and I've vetted it top to bottom uh, to know that it's got everything that it needs to grow what's what it's supposed to grow and it's able to grow two million dollars worth of food per year i thought it was a million and once i actually done all the calculations supposed to the lights people and such it actually has capability of that um the idea is to cookie cut it give it to other people i don't need any more than two if i were doing it myself have other people do the exact same thing maybe 12 to be able to take care of all the people here in newfoundland um you know and you'll be able to put them in dump sites put them on you know anywhere you want it to in remote areas um gather the water from the roof, be able to um, have uh, you know, reverse osmosis uh, and all the processing all under the same roof. And again, the idea is that to have it so you don't care if it's going to be sunny or you don't care if it's going to be a long season and have it affordable based on the types of lights that are being used and be able to, to profit out of that. So that, that's the short wow. version, but um, the details would be better to actually see it as opposed to tell it. But uh, that's essentially well, it. That's amazing. Uh we have Dan Vachon, who's in Nova Scotia. He's our chapter leader, and he's actually a leader over the Maritimes as well. He helps to oversee, and we had him on in the summer. He has always grown his own food and animals and, you know, all the rest of it. So we are really encouraging people to to learn how to grow their own food. And I can see why they want to shut this down, right? Because the government's only interested in one kind of grow up, <laughs> yeah. right? marijuana and and you know that they've become the greatest drug dealers in all of canada it's all such a scam and so now you have a kind of grow up that would actually help sustain people within their own communities and again grant i i just thank you so much for the work you're doing once you get back on council where you know hopefully the people in musgrave will choose to vote for others that you know support some of the initiatives the business initiatives you had mentioned on tourism etc and i really commend you these are the type of people that we want on city council and the kind that actually listen to the people who voted for them 
All right. Okay. Well, you know what, Grant? There has uh, been a tremendous amount of outpouring of love and support for you in the chat, as well as people who are uh, praying for you and your family and for your own uh, well-being, your mental well health well-being as well. This must have been very uh, difficult for you to endure uh, over these last, well, now it's uh, nearly a year, coming up to a year. That's a long time to have this kind of uh, pressure being applied. And, you know, I got to point out, because I don't think people would understand uh, maybe the details of when you said, I'm not even, this is not even a real paid position for you. In a small town like Musgrave, uh, Musgrave Harbor, you don't have big budgets to pay town councillors. So you get a stipend like about $500 every three months saying, hey, thanks for your time. This is for your photocopying (laughs) and your printing paper. And so you're going through all of this abuse, right, for $500 every three months. This is about the principle. This is about fighting against tyranny and and saving our country, my friends. So once again, before we we close this Empower Hour, I really want to encourage people, please donate to Grant's initiative, his legal action, and please share his Give, Send, Go, and make sure that as many people on social media know about this, spread it like crazy. This should be wildfire. We should be able to easily uh, raise this kind of money for him. So that's my appeal to you today. Grant, is there anything in, in closing that you would like to add? I guess too. I guess I'll, I'll use a phrase that I coined. I think summarizes why I'm doing this. Um, and I searched on the internet to see if anything exists like it. I don't think it does. So I'm kind of proud of it. So it's, it goes. I'd rather live uh, uncomfortable with the truth than live uncomfortable with a lie. So basically, mm-hmm. I'd rather um, go through all of this trouble and make sure the truth is known and everything is clear and transparent and everyone's held accountable, as opposed to be the guy who caused trouble and was going to live as the, as the people who have labeled me, because I, I'm not, mm-hmm. those, I'm not watching the people who've labeled me. I'm far from the people, than the people who've labeled me. People know me, people know me far and wide and they know that I'm not who these people say I am. So um, I'd like to have the opportunity to help and uh, I'm uh, going to do it as far as I'm concerned. Right. I believe you will. And I believe, you know what, we're, we're going to want an update from you and um, as your court case proceeds. And we'll probably have you back on the show for that update. And we're praying for a win, Grant. So you and I will stay in touch. And uh, so I'll just close off uh, the show. I have, a, I have to bring the uh, website back up again because I want to show you where you can get more information on Grant on our website before uh, we, we end again. In the Rumble video, we're going to have this information in the description section. And Sheila is busy like crazy in the chat posting as well. <laughs> so if you want to grab that link before we sign off too. So thank you so much, Grant, for enjoying us, uh, for joining us tonight. God bless you and you and I will talk soon. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Take care. God bless. All right. Wow. (laughs) I wish we had thousands of people on this call tonight, but you know what? Our rumble videos are getting anywhere up to 30, 40, 50, 60,000 views. So once we get this video posted, we're going to ask everybody to share it like crazy so that we can get uh, this good man, this man of integrity, the kind of support he needs and grants win 
will be a win to others across the nation. So Action for Canada, we can't help everybody. We can't help fund everybody. But, uh, you know, there's certain cases that we can get behind that I believe as, as, as we're considering, you know, who, who it is that we're going to be able to help out in these situations, uh, who else will it help happen? What will be the ripple effect? And we believe uh, grants is one of those cases that will help a whole lot of other elected officials in other towns and municipalities. And I just want to remind people that a year ago, November, in the city of Surrey, I know somebody very close to me that works for the city of Surrey. Actually, I know numerous people. And the city manager had put out a notice to mandate vaccinations. Uh, let's call that the experimental jab. I'm just using their term, experimental deathly jab, by January 3rd, 4th of 2022 and that they had threatened that they would be put on unpaid leave for those who didn't comply. So the individual that I knew served a notice of liability immediately to that city manager. And to back it up, in March of 2021, I had already served the mayor and city council the notice of liability, they wanted to put up posters uh, around the city, uh, you know, advertising for the jab. And I told him, you can't do that. That's against the law, and you're opening yourselves up to liability because there was already news that these were causing harm. And did the city want to open up that themselves to that liability? And now I had it on record that I had communication with them. So even if they hadn't chosen to take it down, which they did, they took the posters down, there were no advertisements, and their lawyer got in touch with me and basically said a couple months later, nothing to see here, don't bug us again. <laughs> we're not doing anything with the jab. So I kept you know, my ear on it. And so when this happened, I thought, oh, you sneakies. Now you're sending the, uh, the uh, manager, the city manager out to do the dirty bidding and the dirty work, as well as the deputy chief, uh, fire chief. So they both got served notice of liability. And the city manager, I sent him an additional letter. And I let him know in no uncertain terms that he personally, all right, he personally, as a Canadian citizen, cannot violate the rights of other citizens. He cannot interfere with their privacy and that it is a criminal offense to use extortion and intimidation. So not him as Mr. City Manager, but him as a citizen would be the one that we would come after to hold him liable. And wouldn't you know, in, on January 3rd, another inter-office memo came out they had quietly removed the word, the term mandate, vax, uh, jab, and they had removed the threat of putting people on unpaid leave. So I'm telling you, our notices of liability work. Our templates letter are loaded under notice of liability. You'll see a little link pop up that says template letters. Go in there, read them, learn what you need to do. If you are a city worker and you've been put on unpaid leave, go into our resources and start uh, taking those letters and sending them to your mayor and city council. Because you know what they do with them? They go and they have a conversation with their lawyers. And what can their lawyers tell them? They're telling them, they're, you're absolutely right. This is in violation of their rights and you are opening yourselves up to liability. And for those that are hard-nosing it and trying to be the bullies, well, you know what? As soon as we get our cases through for extortion and intimidation, that flood is going to open.
Those floodgates are going to open and Canadians across the country are going to need to decide what steps they want to take next. Or the cities are going to do the same thing in New York and reinstate you with back pay. So just for a moment, uh, Terenzio, I'm going to share my screen again. Hopefully this all works out. There we go. And um, under join a power hour, you will see these important and useful links. And then here is already loaded up on that page, special guest links, Grant Abbott. All right, here's the information. This brings you to the page I was talking about earlier. And here is the link to the give, send, go. So I just don't want anybody to miss that before we sign off today. And I know there was something else and I'm, I'm actually forgetting it now. What I, what I wanted to tell you about, um, under weekly action, of course, as well is where you can find this link. It was also posted on the other page and I'm not quite remembering what else I wanted to add. So I'm going to just stop sharing my screen. <laughs> I just really want you to know where to find Grant's information so that we can support him. And also let those of you who showed up tonight and who are um, in a bad place as well, who have been bullied as well, we've got resources for you. I know, I remembered, I'm going back in. I'm going to go share our page again. I want to go back to the Workers Unite page. Because now that some of you have heard our story, you're going to say, where did she say I could find Workers Unite? under join, pop down here to the workers unite page and you will find amazing resources here to help you walk through. Even at the bottom of the page at the onset, I said I was doing weekly zoom calls with employees, like hundreds and hundreds of employees. We would walk through how to use their materials. So just click on these videos, start watching them at the end of the show is a Q and a and uh, I think you'll have a lot of your answers question there because there is no doubt in my mind, the government's not done with us yet. They haven't uh, achieved ultimate tyranny in Canada and they're not going to stop until they do. They want a good majority of the population uh, murdered, killed. This is a genocide. And uh, that is why also they're pushing this jab. And next week, in a moment, I won't forget, I'll plug in for next week. But what I want to just tell you right now, I want to read a verse from 2 Timothy 1.7. For those of us who are believers in Christ Jesus, I have no fear. And I'm not exaggerating a little bit. I just don't have any fear. And the Bible says that for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And that apparently in the Bible, it, it, it God has told us over a hundred times in his word, not to be afraid. He tells us that not to be, not to fear because he is in control. He is our refuge and he is our strength. And, uh, worry is, is from the devil himself, right? And so what does fear, there's this little acronym it stands for, and it goes false expectations appearing real. And what has the government been doing to us for nearly three years, right? Giving us false information that appeared real and it's all been a lie. And if we had all stood up and said, no, we would never be in this position. So I want to encourage you, please stand up and be fearless. All right. 
have courage. I have never worn a mask shopping. I, you know, I've worked out. Okay. My mom's going to be 82 on Monday. I better buy her a gift. (laughs) I'm going to take her to lunch. And my mom has been fearless. My mom, we've touched all those buggies at the grocery store. We're not being silly and licking anything, right? That would be germs that we wouldn't want, but we've had no problems. We had a really bad, possibly it could be uh, described as COVID. Maybe that's what they want to label it back in February. But we got on our ivermectin and our zinc and our vitamin C. It was a respiratory illness. My mom's 82. She has asthma. Guess what? She pulled through it amazingly because she had the right and proper care. I made sure of it. But our hospitals aren't. All right? So keep plugged in. Now I'm going to give, speaking of plug-in, I'm going to give a plug-in for next week. We have... Look at that. All right. We have Tiago Henrique's coming on. If you have not heard about this gentleman, he is an artificial intelligence programmer, an AI programmer. Sounds a little dubious, right? But he's on the side of good. And what he did is he created a Facebook page called Died Suddenly News. And 20,000 people a day were signing up on Facebook, on this Facebook page, and they were telling their stories of death and harm that were completely directly related to the jab. And he was doing it under the radar because he was using the algorithms against them. And the people that were telling their stories were also using uh, I- I- images like a little heart heart attack, etc., in order to communicate their stories. And it was working beautifully until BBC News found out about it and reported it to Facebook. And uh, so they ended up taking it down. And he is rebuilding. And, you know, it's just been amazing. He is, from what I'm understanding, he's going to, through this, create his own platform. He is also very well versed on the corruption with the Bank of Canada. He actually said the truckers should have never shown up at the legislature. The legislature, they should have shown up outside the Bank of Canada because they're the ones pulling the strings. And so I told him all about Rocco Galati, who has taken on the Bank of Canada and big bad government, and who would agree this is the greatest heist in the history of, of the world world and they've been taking all that money and, you know, pouring it into the foreign banks, etc. So we're going to have some really interesting conversation next week. The weekly action is going to come out. What I am going to focus on, I am going to focus on, uh, you know, his actual Facebook page, censorship, um, how the jab is causing so much harm and killing people. And with that, uh, when I say about a bit of a focus, I'm going to focus more on our children right now. I'm going to provide a couple of the reports that I, I had touched on today. And we're going to also have a few more resources. So even though a Facebook page like that gets uh, taken down or removed, we have some hard copy PDF files with images and reports from around the world. We're going to make sure this information keeps flowing so that people can be well educated. And as I've always said, knowledge is power. And when you have it, you got to share it and you got to put it to good use. So on that note, we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you and God bless Canada.
mission. We are going to be in every town and every city, and we are going to build communities within these communities of like-minded people who are actually going to care for one another again and love on each other and give each other the help when they're down. Thank you.